How's it going, guys? Brett Medlock here with Oscar Rendon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to say hi, and then I was going to say. This is the Geeks of the Galaxy podcast. It's been a minute since we did an episode. Things happen, COVID, and then just random life. Life happens. Life happens. But now, we have so much to catch up on. It's going to be a great episode. We're going to talk about the Book of Boba Fett, the trailer for Moon Knight, How I Met Your Father, What's another one? I forget. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Peacemaker. Peacemaker. And we're finally going to give you our rankings of our Spider-Man films. Like, which ones we hate it, or not hate, but least favorite to favorite. Least favorite to favorite. All yeah. right. Well, which, there's, I don't even know which one to, top, to, to, to jump into first. I mean, I don't know. Do we start positive? Do we start negative? Do you want to start with Spider-Man since it's the one that's going to be hardest to remember? Yeah. Let's right. start with Spider-Man. All right. What's your least favorite Spider-Man movie? My least favorite uh, so Spider-Man So we're, we're doing the trilogy, the two Andrew Garfields, and the trilogy of, of Tom Holland, right? Yeah. Do we want to count into the Spider-Verse? I don't think we should. No? Yeah. I mean, it's in its own thing, probably. Yeah. I mean, I, if we count it, it it's just weird because it's not connected. I mean, I guess it could be connected. You never know, man. Spider-Verse. It's <laughs> yeah. all connected in, in a way. But even if it's connected, is it really connected, you know? That's what everyone says. <laughs> yes. yeah. You're starting to sound like Eric now. Like, even though Venom's in Spider, is he really connected to the MCU? Like, yeah. I'm still mad about the Venom stuff. <laughs> Dude, did you, did you see the script had him in the ending? Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't see that. He was originally supposed to show up for the, battle, the fight at the Statue of Liberty. When Tobey Maguire got stabbed, he was going to show up and put the symbiote over his body and heal him. Hmm. That would have been awesome. Interesting. And then I don't know what would happen after that, but I think he's supposed to fight a little bit or something. Yeah, I wonder why they changed it. Yeah. Probably COVID stuff. Yeah. I mean, the movie, I thought, was a little rough around the edges when it came to cutting to like, different scenes and stuff, but it still, still was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think so. But uh, <clears throat> so my least favorite Spider-Man film. Okay, so if we're not using, if we're not counting Spider-Verse into this list, I mean we can for fun. It doesn't matter. Uh, let's keep it out because it makes it more interesting. Because I think as a as a whole roundabout, I feel like Spider-Verse would be like top one or two. So let's just you know just to keep it interesting, we'll keep it out. Okay. So my least favorite is Spider-Man: Far From Home. I really? just, it's just not good. Like, so, you know, like you, how you like to do your rewatches of MCU. <laughs> you just recently did it, right? I just did it for, for Spider-Man. The other two, like the other two Spider-Mans. Yeah. And, and then I did Homecoming and uh, Far From Home. And Far From Home, man, I just like, uh, I don't know how to explain it other than like, it felt like any other Marvel movie. Like, it felt like, I don't know, like. Cause you're, and maybe it's because I watched the Raimi and the and the Mark Webb films before it, mm-hmm. but you see actual cinematography, like there is a purpose. It's not like green screen and they're like, we'll, we'll figure out what to put in the background later. It's yeah. like no, we really got to figure out what we're gonna put in this scene mm-hmm. to make it look great. And then you go to Far From Home, CG suit, dude, CG background. Do you remember the clip I sent you where he they built that whole wall? And yeah. they, had, they had him jump up on it, climb up on it, 
In the movie, it just looks like everything is CG. It doesn't yeah. even look like that's a real wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I saw that. And that pissed me off even more. <laughs> I was like, why did you do all this work if you're just going to turn it all into CG shit? And yeah, I was like, ah, oh, like, it's just not good to look at. It's not a good... It's... It's basically doing Homecoming all over again, just with another villain. And it's like, oh, Tony Stark screwed me out of this. And, like, like it's Tom yeah. Holland has no villains. Like, if you think about it, they're all Tony Stark villains that Tom Holland just basically kind of has to clean up after. Yeah, I feel like that was just, like, uh, just, just happened to be an effect because of his origin came from, like, Tony Stark, basically. Like, yeah. his suit and everything. So. That's the thing. So, for me, I'm like, ah... Like, and it just doesn't feel like a Spider-Man movie. Like, I'm like, and like people are now are like, well, it's been an origin story this whole time. It's like, no, it hasn't. Like (laughs) you guys accidentally fell into an origin story for this Spider-Man because Sony was probably going to take him back. That's why that happened. It's not like this was the plan all along. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like I hate when people say that, like this has been the plan all along. Yeah. I mean, like even with, with Endgame, that was never the, like Joss, Whedon just liked uh, Thanos as a character, and he wanted to tease him at the end of the movie. There was no plan at that point for, yeah. for anything. He was just like, he's like one of my favorites in the comics. We're we going to have to tease him. He's all the way at the end of the first Avengers, right? Yeah. Like, that's crazy how long it took to bring him in, but it seemed like it was on purpose. But they just, you know, they, they lined some things up, made it all make sense, which is kind of what they did with this, like all the, the Tom Holland Spider-Man stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, so just because you f- accidentally fall into it doesn't make it a great story. So I'm, I'm still going to be like, nah, Far From Home is my least favorite out of the, I guess technically, so it's three and then a three, two, six, seven, eight, three, six, eight, eight films. Yeah. So it's number eight on my list. Wow. Number eight for me. I don't know. You don't know? Amazing Spider-Man 2. I'm sorry. <gasps> I'm sorry, Oscar. I know you like those movies. I love them. That one, to me, like, when you watch it now, you do notice some cool things. It's like, oh, wow, like, this used to, like, Spider-Man used to look and feel different. And he was a lot cooler, I think, in those movies. Like, just everything about him, the cinematography, the darker, like, lens. Like, it, it, it looks a bit more serious overall, I think those movies do, like, uh, compared to Toby and Tom. Yeah. And I do like that about it. I just didn't like the electro stuff and all that. And I don't know. It just wasn't like I didn't think the writing was that good. It definitely has some good like action. And I'm glad that dude the CG for the Mark Webb movies looks way better than the new movies. Like <laughs> way better. Like if you look at the Amazing Spider-Man CG and then look at the latest Spider-Man movie, it's almost embarrassing how much better they look. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just the story of that movie I just didn't really like, and I didn't really care for the uh, what's his face stuff. Um, Harry Osborn. Harry Osborn. Mm, yeah, I, he didn't even need to be in the movie. Probably. Probably not. They rushed it a lot. I will agree with you on that. Yeah, and he was random. Like, if they would established him in the first movie, I feel like it would have made more sense. But they just catch up with each other. Like, yeah, we used to be best bros. It's like, oh, <laughs> that's okay. That's cool. Um, but was that where was that the movie the deleted scene was in, with the dad? Yeah. That's one of the best Spider-Man scenes I've ever seen. <laughs> it is not even in the movie. <laughs> that was, dude, I I never saw that until hmm. recently. I, I sent it to you. And I was like, somehow I never saw this. Yeah, I saw it what years ago. a freaking performance that was amazing that was not in the movie. Hmm. I guess they just couldn't fit it in. Just, uh, I guess they didn't, I don't know. I guess they were like, 
maybe he should stay dead. Like the dad should just yeah, stay there's, dead. There's just too, just too much going on. I'm assuming. Yeah. But man, I, I wish that could have been like in the first movie or something. Cause that, that was a great scene. Yeah. But, uh, oh, so that's your eight. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. My, uh, my number seven is Spider-Man three. Mm. Like, I still like it. I still think it's a lot better than a I'm lot of... I'm just going to say it. Mine is two. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I, I still think it's a lot better than, than people give it credit for. And I think it's a lot better than some Marvel films I've seen. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fun and yeah. entertaining. And, uh, like, a lot of it feels different. And that's what I like about, like, movies that can just feel different for once. Like, not be by the books. Yeah, yeah. And it very much is a comic book put to TV. Like, put on screen. But... It's just there's there's just something super fun about it. Yeah, and I don't think it gets enough credit to be honest. Yeah, I like it. Like I like the little team up at the end with him and Harry. Like there's something about that team up that like even though every time I've seen it, I know it's coming. I just it just feels good. Like it's I don't know why. It, it kind of it, it gave me the same feeling because I just rewatched it recently as well to prepare for the new movie, and like watching Spider Man ride on the thing like with him, I was like, man, this feels like like an Avengers type moment. Like yeah. when, when they finally team up. And I uh, I didn't actually feel that until I rewatched it recently. And I was like, oh, this is actually really awesome. Like, they're working together. Yeah. That's what I liked about it. Um, and I, I, I like the dancing scene. I like the dancing scene, too. <laughs> I think it's funny. I don't care what anyone says. I like it. Hey, and, if Star-Lord can have a dancing scene in the, in the beginning of his movie, I think Spider-Man can have a dancing scene in the middle. <laughs> Dude, I'm just really hoping that somewhere in the behind-the-scenes stuff for the new movie... They all like do some type of like reference to that scene. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. I can't. I can't wait for the behind the scenes stuff for the new movie. Like I'm yeah. buying that DVD. I I'm worried, but I'm also excited for the behind the scenes because something tells me there's gonna be a lot of it where they weren't in the same scene. Uh, probably. You know, they might not even have that much. Yeah. Stuff together. Yeah, because I got a feeling. Like we'll talk about it once we get to No Way Home. Um, but I think uh yeah I just I don't know. Obviously, you, you can tell that there was a studio interference in, in Spider-Man 3. So, that's why it's on number 7. Because I feel like they could have just stuck with the Sandman story. And then... Even the Sandman story felt a little forced. Like, he was there whenever Uncle Ben died. Like, th- I thought that was kind of silly. Well, yeah. I mean, everything's... At, like, a th- like I think that's the one criticism about the Raimi films. Is that every everything is almost always connected to either Ben's death or... Or it ha- or the the story for the villain has to somehow connect to Peter in a personal way. Yeah, which is like, what are the odds? Yeah, what are the odds? <laughs> the, the guy that killed your uncle Ben also becomes Sandman. <laughs> yeah, your your best friend's uh, dad just so happens to be the Goblin. Goblin, and then your best friend becomes a Goblin. Yeah, so it's like it's a lot of coincidences. Yeah. Or you're you're the guy you look up to becomes Doctor Octopus. You know. So it's it's a lot of coincidences in, in the Spider-Man universe, yeah. but uh, but yeah. So and you said yours was uh, that was yeah, seven for you. Okay. So number six for me, and this is uh, I would say it's not a shocker, or maybe it is a shocker. Is I'm gonna guess it. Guess it. Far from home. I, I mean, that. I mean, uh, Homecoming. No, it's uh, Spider-Man one. Oh, okay. Yeah, number six is Spider-Man one. Uh, rewatching it. It's a little corny. Uh, I like it, but um, hmm, I don't know. What, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm older. I I don't know. There's something about it that I like, but I'm also like, I can see why it's not. It's not the one that people talk about the most. 
Yeah. It's it's the one, it's the more forgettable one out of the th- out of the three Raimi films. Somehow the first one is the more forgettable one. I like the first one. You like the first one quite a bit. Um, I just think it, it like especially when it came out, like watching that as a kid, it just made it seem like wow, I can be Spider Man. I can be Spider Man. I mean, I was like ten, so I was like, <laughs> wow, this is awesome. Yeah. And I actually had like the Spider Man suit as well. Like, so I was just. The movie and then playing as Spider-Man, there's just so many memories there, so that's probably clouding my judgment a bit. Yeah. But, uh... my What's, what's your number six? My number six, Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I kind of feel the same way as I do with Amazing Spider-Man 2. Except this movie, like, even when I was watching it back then, I, I, I think I saw it in theaters, and I was... And I remember thinking, this is so much like the first, like, the Spider-Man that we just had not that long ago. And even though it was probably like what, eight years before then or something, uh, ten years, ten years before then. Okay, yeah. So, it still all felt so familiar. Like it just felt like I was in like, like a a parallel universe where I was just watching the same movie but with different actors. Um, but it it gets pretty different towards the end because it's lizard instead of uh, goblin or whatnot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just kind of lame. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know how to put it because, like, a lot of the scenes I like, like the high school scenes with, with like the bully and stuff. But once again, it all just felt so familiar. Like we we did this, and I remember like long ago, like not even long after the movie came out, I remember reading something. It was either Tom Holland that said it, or 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 uh, what's his name who, play, who plays Harry, um, and Harry and and the the original trilogy. What's his face? It's so like, James Franco. Yeah, it, it was an interview with one of them, and they were like, "It's just it seems like they should have like changed the story a bit more because it, it almost feels like it's the same movie." Like one of them said that I can't remember who it was, and that article was like I just remember specifically reading that, and I was thinking, "Wow, I feel the exact same way." Like I just mm. watched the same movie again, but I don't know. I like Andrew Garfield. I still think he looks way too attractive to be Peter Parker. <laughs> It's not believable that he would be an outcast or a nerd. He would have girls all over him, especially since he's like the cool skateboarder. Like they made him a bit too cool. Hmm. But uh, the skateboarding scene was also I, that was that was worse than the dancing scene. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it was cool, like for me, because I was especially a skateboarder around then. But now watching it now, I was like, they didn't need to put put Peter Parker on a skateboard, like mm. being so cool. I don't know. I'll talk about it once I get there. Once I get there, so that All was right. your that was your number six. Yep. All right, my number five. Can you guess what my number five is? Hmm. You'll be shocked. Homecoming. No. Wow, you like Homecoming that much? Yeah, it's uh, No Way Home. Oh, okay. Yeah, Spider Man Five. Yeah, No Way Home is at my number five. It's right in the middle. Um, again. Uh, like I'm judging it as a movie, and as a movie, it, there's uh, there's a lot of inconsistencies. There's a lot of like just it's not a. Uh, you good know, I'm movie. glad you're saying this because I was gonna make the same argument because mine's it's coming up for me too. Hmm. Um, the movie just as on its own would not necessarily be a great movie. You need the context of all the other movies, all the other Spider-Man movies, probably a few Avengers movies. And then it's like, that's when it hits. But as a movie on its own, it's, a, it's just a little messy. And I, I, I don't know how, I can't put myself in the in the head of someone who hasn't seen all those. But I feel like it'd be super confusing. Yeah. But maybe not, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, 
not only that, but I feel like if you're if you're if this is your first time watching anything in the MCU and it's Spider Man No Way Home, you're not gonna get the Daredevil reference. You're not gonna get uh, maybe not even the other Spider Man references. You're just gonna be like, oh cool, there's other Spider Man. You're not gonna know why yeah. it's so important. You're just gonna be like, oh cool, other Spider Man. Um, but but, uh, but do you think we're being too harsh because everyone knows who those other people were Spider Man? Uh, like even if you haven't seen those movies, you know that those actors were Spider Man. Yeah. No, I don't think I'm being harsh. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying anything too harsh yet. Uh, I mean, when you think about the story, it's kind of silly. Like there's even the memes where it's like, sorry, I just spit. <laughs> he could have said, make uh, everyone forget about Mysterio and everything that Mysterio said, and then there would, there would be no movie. He would have went off to college and everything would have been normal. Yeah. There's so many plot holes in this movie. And, I know. And then the, then they they contradict themselves with because in the original trailer it's people who something with Spider-Man and then in the movie it's people who Spider-Man killed. Remember? Uh no, it's the same. And even in the trailers it's uh they all die like no, wait, they wait, wait. they cut it to sound that way. Yeah, they cut it so that like people who died are coming into the universe. In the movie it's people who know who Peter Parker is. Yeah. Yeah, no, so, so so they cut it in a way, and that so they didn't change anything. It's just that the trailer misled you with the way they cut Doctor Strange's mm. uh, dialogue, which was so chopped all the hell. It was chopped up to where they're like, oh, like these are the people that came in that died fighting Spider Man. He does say that in the movie. It's just in a, in a different context, mm. you know. But the original spell, yeah, is uh, anyone who knew who who, who Peter Parker was. Who, and yeah, tip and a lot of people. Um, myself included, watched all the movies before this. So we knew he didn't know who Spider-Man was. He didn't know who Spider-Man was. And he didn't die from Spider-Man. He didn't die. Like, yeah. he got healed at the end of the movie, a lizard. So they, he didn't even need to come in. But And he wasn't, the, the way he, that Lizard and Sandman were in the movie wasn't good either. Like, you could tell that, I mean, they used old footage. They used voiceover that didn't match the movie at all, in my opinion. It's like they did it all just like guessing what everyone was going to sound like. Like you can tell it wasn't natural. Like they weren't in the same room. Mm, yeah. But I heard this. I heard that one of the scenes they were in the same room. But I guess mm. we'll wait and see that in the in the the extra yeah. scenes and stuff. We'll have to wait and see in like two months. I wonder uh, if there there any be, if they'll show any deleted scenes because they the, uh, Far From Home had a bunch. Probably they will. Yeah. They'll show some deleted scenes. Um, but like. And yeah, that's the thing. Like, for me, the best part of the movie. So, like, the third time I went to see it, I started to actually fall asleep in the beginning. And I was, uh, yeah, because I think at that point, it kind of worn on me. Like, okay, I've seen this movie. And you want to know what part wakes me up and, like, kept me awake throughout the whole time? Because I was even falling asleep towards the end of the fight with him and Goblin at the at a Happy's apartment. Mm. It wasn't until Andrew Garfield runs in, into the did portal. You, did you notice any CG upgrade there? Uh no, this was still this was still that same weekend. Okay. So like I went to see it Thursday, Friday, and then Monday. Okay, because that's where people were saying the CG looked like significantly better, and mm-hmm. then in the new cut, the patched version, like it's a video game or something. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> so for me, the, the, I will criticize the one thing I did not like about the CG when he when he runs into the living room is that his mouth is moving under the mask. Who's Andrew Garfield? Oh, yeah. when he walks into the living room and it's like, oh, it's Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man. You see his mouth moving under the mask. Yeah, and then you never see his mouth move under the mask when he's under the mask, like on the 
uh, on the Statue of Liberty. Interesting. Because uh, his mouth was never never moved under the mask. and Maybe they did it in that scene just because it looked weird when they, if, it, if they didn't. And it was that close up in like a bright lit room. I don't know. Like Andrew Garfield's really good with expressive emo- like emoting. Because like, he, he did a lot of the Andrew Garfield like, mm-hmm. you know, like expressive like body language. Yeah. And... I was like, man, that's like, I like, at, like after the third time, I was like, yeah, there's something weird about this scene, and that's what it was. It was, you, you could see his mouth moving underneath the mask. So I was like, okay, this is a digital mask or something. Yeah, I mean, something about the suit in general. When he hopped into the room, I thought, I thought the whole thing was CG because yeah. it, it didn't look real. It was, I think it was CG. And then I don't know why they would do that. I don't know his movies. I don't know. It's yeah, not, I don't not know. CG. <laughs> But yeah, as a as a whole movie, like I just it, there wasn't a lot to look at that I was like, oh man, it's a cool scene. This is like I don't know, like it felt like a very by the numbers, you know, typical nowadays Marvel film. Like I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean the fan service can go a long way for sure. Yeah, and which is why it's at number five. That it, made it like super entertaining. No fan service. This would be like right next to Far From Home. <laughs> yeah. Now what number are we on right now? We are at number five. So what's your number five? Wait, so you just gave... We did... So No Way Home is my number five. Okay. And how many movies are there? Eight. Oh, I'm missing one from my list. Spider-Man 1, 2, 3. Amazing 1. Oh, I see. Wait. Oh, okay. And then all three of the home... The home trilogy. That's what they call it. Okay, so my number five. One, two, three, four. Wait, really? Because we're not counting Spider-Verse. Okay, Spider-Man No Way Home. Spider-Man, oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. I, did, I didn't realize it because I missed one. I thought I was, I was reading it wrong. Yeah. But yeah, that's my number five, too. That's perfect. Yeah. So we a, just talked about it. Yeah, bit. we just talked about it. So like, okay. So. It was entertaining. It was fun. <laughs> it was amazing seeing them again. But as a movie, yeah, it's just, I think it missed the mark in a few areas. Yeah. There's a lot they could have done. It's, and for sure. I, and I, I still don't understand when people are saying that like a, a Willem Dafoe should get like awards and stuff for his performance. Like, it was a good performance. I don't think it was like, but like he comes in on a hundred percent. Like he is back into Goblin as he was in the middle of Spider-Man One, which I, I love that because he got like teleported over and it makes sense. But it also kind of doesn't match the tone of the movie, if I'm being honest. Like mm. his I laugh, feel like- his face, his his cartoony villainous, which is. Awesome, don't get me wrong, but I just felt like it was a little bit too much in terms of just hopping into this universe and then we're immediately getting it in this movie. It felt a little awkward. I feel like they shifted his tone a bit because I felt like he was bringing the same energy, but like they made him a little more menacing, which is why I think the face was really important. Like, like even the smile, like even like when you looked at him smiling, it was a little creepy, mm-hmm. which is what I liked about it. Apparently they... Uh they added some dialogue to the scene where he he leaves his mask in the in the uh, the alleyway. Yeah. I Apparently, they added some dialogue to that. Like they changed it. Hmm. But that might be f- false. But I was reading it in the same forum that where they were talking about where they fixed the lighting. Yeah. But yeah, they changed a lot. They changed some scenes right, like that. But um, and I guess you know if we're just complaining, or I don't want to say we're complaining, but like I think I think what really bothers me about the Tom Holland Spider-Man, and we've said it before. It's just all CG. Like, especially when you're looking at the behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, 
the thing that that like box cube that Doctor Strange creates. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at the behind the scenes, it's just the it's just the literally a green screen box that he's holding. Like yeah. they didn't even they didn't even take the time to at least create. They can create like a, a like something that looks like metal but is really light. Like yeah, why not just make it? Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know. <laughs> it would look awesome in the movie. Exactly, but it's like it's CG. So I, like I was, I was like, uh, yeah, that's what uh, a lot of the stuff that bothered me about this movie. Uh, okay, so my number four film. Do you know? It's my number four. Homecoming. The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh. Finally, I get to it. <laughs> I keep saying Spider-Man Homecoming. So The Amazing Spider-Man is my number four film. Uh, reason for it being number four is... like I will agree. It does feel like the same movie that the first Spider-Man feels like, but only for like 15 minutes. Because immediately, they do something different in that... Spider-Man, I think the the he's he's already working with Doctor Connors before he becomes Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Then he becomes Spider-Man. Then he like there's a lot of things like that lead up to him finally wearing the suit because he's not Spider-Man immediately. I think someone mentioned that like it takes him about like halfway through the movie to finally put the like the suit on. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the first Spider-Man, it's a lot of montages. That they do, and then he's wearing the suit like super quickly into the movie. Dude, do you want to know one thing I appreciate about either Spider, I'm based on Spider-Man one or two, I can't remember which, but there's one scene that it's him like uh, using his webs underneath a bridge, and you can tell it's like actually someone on wires, but it looks so cool because it's not CG. Oh yeah, yeah, it yeah. It literally looks like a Spider-Man, like a real it's, life Spider-Man. Like, it's the Amazing Spider-Man one, yeah. I was and, like, wow, that looks so much better than CG when they actually use a real person. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that is true because uh, I saw the behind the scenes for, for that movie and they said that they had to, uh, they filmed it in LA. So, they, it was in New York, but they filmed it in LA and they basically had a guy do all of the stunts. Like, basically, like, there's maybe a little bit of CG, mm-hmm. but it's all a guy in, like, a stunt suit or, like, you know, it's not Andrew Garfield, obviously. Yeah. But like, like there's even a part where he hits like a, a van, like he's kind of rolling. That's hit, that's actually a person hitting the van, like the bit, like one of those big ass like box cart mm-hmm. trucks. So I was like, oh, that's dope. Looks so much better. So so much and better. Then, at the at the end of uh, No Way Home, how cool would it have been if he's finally? This is his origin story in quotes. He's finally becoming Spider Man. No super suit. He made his own suit. How cool would it have been if when he puts on that suit? It actually looks like Tom and and Andrews a real physical suit, but it didn't. It still looks CG. Yeah, it still looks CG when he jumped when he landed outside and was in the snow. It could have it could have looked awesome if, like if it was actually a real suit. I got a feeling it was a CG suit. Something tells like me that like it? part of it was real, part of it was CG. Hmm. But I don't know anymore because like you know like the the. Cause CG has come a long way now. Like, if well, you, the thing is, he was probably wearing a real physical suit. They just feel the need to always put CG over it. I don't understand yeah. it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Like, we ho- see the behind the scenes <laughs> and how good the suit looks. Show the world. <laughs> Show the world. <laughs> like all the work someone made, put into creating that suit, and then they just changed the whole design in CG. It's like my life's work. Mm-hmm. You know. But uh, but yeah, I just really like the Amazing Spider-Man, and like I don't I don't know. Like you say he's cool in it, I don't think he's cool. Like I feel like like were you cool in high school and you were a skateboarder? Mm-mm. No, 
And I would say you were. I, I would say in that time you were a pretty like good looking guy. But not now. But not now. <laughs> in high school, I would say like in high school, yeah, you had you had like a cool look to you. So I was, and, and you weren't popular, cool. Like, and you know, and yeah, but I mean, if I if I remember our high school, like if I remember it correctly, like like a lot of people kind of looked down on like people like you or me, like who were like hanging out with those groups of people. Yeah, and I mean, it, even, it even if you were depending good on who what group you were in, but yeah. he wasn't even really in a group. He was, he was like he was like a loner, kind of loner. So of course he's not cool, like and so like you can do cool things and still not be cool. So like that's why I never be- I was like I can believe it because this came out the year I gr- we graduated. Mm. So I was like, yeah, this this is plausible because like I remember like I had a skateboard in high school and like I wasn't cool. Yeah. I you know and I was better looking too. <laughs> we were all better looking in high yeah, school. Yeah, we were all. Definitely. But uh. <laughs> But like, um, there's another guy that, that kind of had like your similar look in high school, and like he was he was a very handsome guy too, and like he wasn't cool or anything. Mm. So it's just it's, I don't know. I think we're I think we're equating like good looks to being cool, which isn't real anymore, and especially wasn't real whenever we were in high school. Because yeah. if that were the case, I don't know. I, I, a lot of us would have been cool. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so that's the only that's the one pushback I have for that one criticism you had. Other yeah. than that, I do agree. Like some parts are similar, obviously, because it's an origin story. And then some parts they were like, oh, let's take a chance. And yeah. did it work sometimes? No. But I I applaud the effort. And the CG was amazing. And the CG was amazing. I'm glad that they didn't stick with that suit. The I'm, first movie. The first movie. He he had his amazing Spider-Man two suit in No Way Home, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm glad that yeah, I'm glad that they didn't stick with uh, with that suit though, because I will agree. There were times where I, like, I need to look at it. I, don't, I I always picture the second movie suit. I don't remember what the yeah. first one looked like. First one uh, looks very rubbery and like basketballish. Mm. Yeah. My number. What are we on? Three. Four. Four. <coughs> Wait. I think we're on three. Well, I was on four. You, your five was No Way Home. Okay. And then I said my four. Wait, so I'm your four. One, two, three. I have eight movies here. We already did No Way Home. We did Spider Man 1 for me. My Spider Man 1 was uh, six. Dude, I don't know, but my number. Okay, so my number eight was Amazing Spider Man 2. Number seven, Spider Man mm-hmm. 3. Yeah. Number six, Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Number five, Spider- no way. Number Spider-Man five is No Way Home. Yeah. Oh, so that's where we got mixed up. Yeah. So number four. What's your number four? My my number four is No Way Home. <laughs> so what was your number five? Spider-Man One. I think I got it mixed up. Ah, at some okay. Point. My bad. <laughs> Close. Close enough. Yeah, Spider-Man One. I mean, I I love that movie. Um, actually, I don't know. Actually, maybe you know, you know what? It's also in the middle. I'm. I think I I still like Spider-Man One better than No Way Home. So I will put it right below that. So now it is my number four. <laughs> I feel like tomorrow my list could look yeah. different, to be honest. But as of right now, Spider-Man One, my number four. Yeah, it's just an easy watch. Like, like it's, it's such a rewatchable movie. Yeah, that, I mean that's the thing with all. The, like honestly, like honestly, anything before Tom Holland, I feel like super rewatchable. Yeah, Tom Holland movies take a bit more out of you because like they're I think they're more emotional. They have more. They're, they're longer. Emotional. I don't think they're emotional. Name one emotional moment in no in uh, Far From Home. Far From Home? 
Yeah, because so, so far you have not put Far From Home in your like your bottom of your list. So I want to know where the emotion comes in Far I From Home. I think Far From Home is awesome. Ah. It's they finally go to a different place. Mysterio was like the, one of the best villains the MCU has ever seen, mm-hmm. which isn't saying much because the MCU isn't really that good of villains in my opinion. But I think he's like top three we've ever seen in the MCU. I would agree, but it wasn't enough to save the movie for me. <laughs> um, and just aside from that, I thought that a lot of the comedy hit. I thought that him. Him, it it finally showing us him try to get with MJ, even though it was sort of random considering where the last movie ended, because they never hinted that he was into MJ at all. But yeah. in the second movie, all of a sudden he's suddenly into her. Yeah. But I remember watching it at that time and, and thinking that like MJ was like a bigger role in the in the previous movie, but she really wasn't. She was barely in it. No. Um, but at the time when I was watching, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, he still likes MJ. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I I like seeing their relationship blossom and. Okay. They're well, they're a good couple. You can talk about it more once you get to it. <laughs> I am to it, right? Oh, uh, is that your three? Yeah. Far from oh, oh okay. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah. Wait. So we 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 need to know your three first. Okay, my three is. No, uh, I got it all mixed up. <laughs> my my <laughs> two is far from home. <laughs> oh man, that's high. Okay. Uh, so my three is uh, homecoming. This, this is all messed up, dude. <laughs> I wrote this down. And I thought it was all correct. <laughs> So my number three is Homecoming. Uh, this is the one. This I think this is the only one of the Tom Holland movies where they had some semblance of like cinematography and like putting him in real world places to kind of have like cool little shots. Like the scene with him on top of the train. I like that scene of him just riding it, kind of waiting for like a yeah. text from Happy. I liked. Um, I liked him sitting like on the edge of his, uh, or maybe I don't know if it was his uh, apartment, but outside of an apartment, sitting on like the what are, the, what are those called? The like fire escape ladders. Yeah. And you see like a train right next to it, so you see, you see like the depth of New York. Mm-hmm. So I like I liked those scenes, and like it had a lot more. I feel like out of the Tom Holland films, this was the more emotional one, where I would agree he had some emotion, where you know. Where he had to lift the building. Up. He had to lift some. <laughs> he didn't lift the whole building. He just had to get like a couple slabs off of him. <laughs> and uh, like this is where you truly see him trying to save a villain. Like he's like, oh, like I gotta save. Like he's what's his face? Vulture. Uh, Vulture. You know, he's trying to escape, but like his wing is broken, and you yeah. just hear Tom Holland like, "I'm trying to save you." Yeah, that was good. You know, you said it didn't have any emotion. I I, I never said Homecoming didn't have. I said a lot of the Tom Holland films don't. Yeah, but yeah, that the the spots you're talking about, they're all coming back to me. Yeah, now. but that one that that one scenes. did have some emotion, which totally undermines Far From Home and No Way Home because in No Way Home he's like, that's not my job, like to save them. But in Homecoming, his whole thing was, I'm trying to save you. Like he was not Maybe gonna it's just kill. Because it was it was his his girlfriend's dad. Still. <laughs> As a villain, like he's like, I'm trying to save you. Like, there's, there's, you know, which is why I'm like, why are we learning this lesson again in No Way Home that he already learned in Homecoming? Yeah. So I'm, so that's why I like Homecoming better because it's kind of like the starting off point, and then No Way Home and uh, Far From Home kind of just like somehow are just terrible, not terrible, but like they're not as good as Homecoming because at least Homecoming kind of knew what it was wanted it to be. Far from home, I think, has a lot to do with Tony. Like they're like, okay, we gotta address Tony Stark in our movie because he was Tony. He was uh, Peter's mentor, so we gotta add him. We gotta add this subplot to the movie, and and then uh, 
No Way Home kind of had it's it was able to do its own thing, but then at the same time they're like, well, we gotta we gotta teach Peter the same lesson he learned in Homecoming again, just in case people forgot. He's yeah. gotta save people. <laughs> I did like the one scene in in uh, Far From Wait. Was, yeah, this was Far From Home. I'm talking about Homecoming. Yeah, I know, but but you're saying there was no emotional scenes in Far From Home, but I did like that one where he's crying to Happy, and his eyes are like really watery and. That's just because Tom Holland's a really good actor. But, like, yeah. in that moment, I'm like, I had no emotion for it. I was like... I did. And, like, and, eh. then, and then whenever he's making the suit, and he's like, hey, you... Uh, and then he looks at him, he's like, what? And he's like, nothing. Because he, he was just... It just reminded him of Tony. And that was emotional for Happy, because Happy was Tony's best friend. I was, I was still like, eh. I was like, get over it, guys. It's been months. <laughs> <laughs> But, okay, so I fixed my list in this, in this time. <laughs> so what's your number three? My number three now is Far From Home. Far From Home? Yeah. Okay. Before that was Spider-Man 1. Okay. Okay. And I just talked a little bit about it, but I just thought it was super good. Like, mm. I mean, sometimes you just like a movie. You don't really know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I don't know. I also feel like these movies are also like really rewatchable. Like Spider-Man yeah. as a character. Like... I would say Homecoming is more rewatchable than Far From Home for me. Like I always got to, I, I always got to take a deep breath before I watch Far From Home. Like, all right, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to sit through this. You know what my problem was when I was making that list? At first, I think I was doing start with with number one at the top, and then somewhere along the lines, I changed it to number one is at the bottom. So mm-hmm. then it just got all messed up. Oh, okay. And I wasn't paying attention. Oh, so number one is actually Amazing Spider-Man 2. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. Far From Home, it was great. Yeah. yeah Mysterio was fun. The, the twist that everyone saw coming from a mile away, but it was, they still somehow made it entertaining, even though we all knew it was coming. Yeah. I, I, I just thought it was really good. Yeah. All right. What's your number two? My number two is Spider-Man 2. Wow. Yep. So I really so the difference between number two and number one is by like a little bit, really. Yeah. So like for me, Spider Man Two, like a, it was one of the first movies I actually went to see in theaters that I can remember. And funny story about it, and maybe this is why I like it so much too, is like I so my dad. This is when we had to like look at the newspaper and look at the times to go to Northwest Plaza to go watch. Northwest Plaza. Yeah. <laughs> so we're looking at the times. My dad's like, oh, there's one going. There's one that's going to start like in five minutes. And my dad's like, but I'm not ready. I'm like, ah. So like we, we got there super late. You didn't and see like the first half of the movie? <laughs> no. So like basically what we did was we saw the, the, the last half of the movie. And then I was like, can we just sit here and wait for like the other half? And my dad's like, yeah. So we sat there. Oh my God. And no one ever came in to like tell us to get out. We just walked out, went to the bathroom and then went back in. That's funny. <laughs> and watched the beginning of it. And then we just watched the whole thing all over again. Did you? Yeah. Oh my God. So, so I had no, I had no fucking idea what was going on. <laughs> That's hilarious. For like half of it. I, I think we walked in as, um, Imagine if you saw as like- Harry's taking off, uh, Peter's mask. Oh, okay. That's when we walked in. That's I was a like, big moment. To that's walk a big moment. I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, <laughs> "I was like, how fucking late are we?" <laughs> Forty minutes late. <laughs> we were like about an hour and a half late. <laughs> I, like I was telling my dad, I was like, we should just pick a different time." He's like, "No, it'll be fine." I'm like, "I don't no. think my dad knew how movies worked." <laughs> 
never <laughs> seen a movie until that day. N- I don't think he'd ever gone to the movies. He maybe I remember he took us to see Mulan, but I was like super young, so I don't remember half of that movie. Yeah. But um, but yeah, and so like I really like the acting. I really like the story. Um, it shot really well. Uh, every character CG was really well for back then. Yeah, that was really good CG for back then. And I mean, it still holds up. Like some parts, I'm like mm, questionable, but it still holds up for the most part. Have you watched like the 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 YouTube videos where they use like an AI enhancer where it puts the movie in 4K, 60 frames per second? No, looks absolutely insane. I'm gonna show, I'm gonna show it to you after this. <laughs> it's like crazy. It looks like it's real life. Uh, okay. Um, I but, guess it's real life. But. Yeah, but I really loved the train scene. I think there's only been a few moments in spider-man movies where like new york feels like an actual uh like where spider-man is spider-man like there was like that moment where like like he has his mask off and they're like oh he's just a kid and everyone's like oh we won't tell your secret those kids are like yeah we won't tell your secret i'm hoping that like doctor strange too has some type of moment like this where like the background characters become characters not like characters but like they're actually there. Yeah. Like they're actually present in the scenes. Yeah. Because so many times, I mean, in the in the latest one at the beginning, like all the pe- all the people were talking to Peter. Remember? Yeah. For that one little, for that one street corner, and then you don't see them ever. You see me like one or two people walking down a street. I'm like, yeah. please, bro. Like I know this was shot in COVID times, but like you go and watch like a trailer for like the Batman, and like there's like a fucking like hordes of people walking in those streets. I'm like, come yeah. on, guys. You got you guys could have. Hired a couple more extras, but um, but yeah. So Spider Man Two is my number two for this list. Number two for me is Spider Man Homecoming. Ooh, Spider Man Homecoming. We just talked about it, but yeah. I mean that. I feel like it's so funny because the first time I saw it and I walked out of the theater, I was like, "That was a pretty good Spider Man movie." <laughs> like I didn't really think it was in, like anything special, but I've watched it like probably th- two or three times since then, and th- and and just every time I watch it, I, li- I like it more and more. I will mention I do like the scene when he's running out of the gym, he's taking off his clothes. Yeah, I will say that was a good scene. Like it's just a random like I'm taking off my clothes because my like suit's a, underneath. And he's excited about it. Even he's not he's not excited. He's like oh fuck like I gotta go because uh, what was it? I thought you were just talking about his normal day like when he. He, he, he got off school and just changed. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about, like, at the very end of the movie. Oh, the Where movie. he's got to decide, am I going to stay here and just dance and let oh, Vulture yeah, do what that, he's going to do? Yeah. And, like, the way it's shot low, so you see him running and you see him throwing, like, like the tie off and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that reminded me of, like, when uh, Toby in, in the first Spider-Man is Starts running. And it's like, yeah, like, kind of Superman. classic Superman. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. There's something about that that I really like when you're taking off, like, your clothes and, like, the suit's underneath. So, I'm gonna cough. Keep talking. <laughs> well, I mean, this is your number two. <laughs> this is your number two pick. I think spit went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> Drink some water, bro. But I thought <laughs> I thought that was a good scene. And uh, <laughs> oh man, as Brett's dying. I don't think it's COVID. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's COVID, but. I don't think it is either, but. <laughs> Same thing happened to me the other day, but I was at a friend's house and they uh, they smoke weed. So like for whatever reason, their house was like hot and like I guess they had like some residual smoke. So I'm just talking to them and then, like out of nowhere I just start coughing. I'm like, open a window. It's stuck in my throat now. It won't go away. I hate when that happens when you're when you're when you're somewhere like serious. 
like yeah. a school or something. Mm. It's terrible. You don't want to sit there and keep talking. My eyes are watering now. <laughs> he's coughing. He's crying, bro. You got you got the vid. I got uh, the vid. <laughs> but yeah, Spider-Man Two is awesome. Yeah, oh, Spider-Man Two, Homecoming. Homecoming yeah. yeah, I like Homecoming. <clears throat> All the Tom Holland films. That's the one I'm like, yeah. It was a good start. Did a good job. <coughs> and it was a little. It was a little. <laughs> it's a little trippy. Not gonna go away. <laughs> okay, we might Breathe. have to cut all that out. <laughs> all right, take a deep breath. Spider-Man. As hey, what's your second one? Just go to your second one and talk. I already did my second one. What's Spider- your number one? Number one is uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two. What? Yep. No freaking way. Yep, freaking way. My, no, my last one is your favorite. <laughs> yep. The Amazing Spider-Man Two is my favorite. It's my number one. That a, is crazy. Like, everyone who's listening to this be like, this guy's freaking crazy. Guess what? If I'm crazy, I don't want to be sane. <laughs> uh, first of all, it's peak Spider-Man, the best suit in all of the films, I got to say. It's the best suit in the Tom Holland movies, in the Tobey Maguire movies. Uh, Spider-Man has heart. He, he, like, you believe him whenever he's sad. There's a, The movie has heart, you know, with him and Gwen. Uh, fucking, I'm, I, I don't cry. In like actual like superhero movies, the only time I ever cried in superhero movies was The Amazing Spider-Man Two and Endgame. That's the only times I've ever cried. So, for, that's a big deal for me. So I've when cried I, so many more times <laughs> than you. So when, uh, oh yeah, and No Way Home obviously. Whenever uh, Peter catches uh, MJ, because obviously I cried over the Gwen stuff. So <laughs> that and I don't know. Like even though there's a lot of characters and you could take out Harry and it would still be a probably better movie. <clears throat> Even the stuff with Harry, I like cause you wouldn't get the Gwen. You wouldn't get the shot with Gwen. Uh, but then I don't know. There's just something about that movie that I, I like, like there's it's like, it's lighter than, <laughs> than the first amazing Spider-Man, but it's darker at the same time. And it has like, a, like it has a little bit of like that hope that Spider-Man has like, like, you know, like, and this is where that idea of anyone can wear the mask was introduced, where that little kid goes up and confronts Rhino because he puts on he has his own little Spider-Man mask, and he's like, like that's like the first time we we're like, oh, like yeah, Spider-Man, he's supposed to like, uh, he's supposed to be kind of like a symbol for for New York of like, we can do better, you know. And you know who that kid went on to be? I have no idea. Thor, God of Asgard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But yeah, so the Amazing Spider-Man Two is my number one favorite, and it just anytime Andrew Garfield was on the screen for No Way Home, it was just like I want the Amazing Spider-Man Three. Give it to me. I have me. a feeling they're gonna do it. Dude. Give it to me, man. I have a feeling because now they can keep Tom, like they can keep doing their stuff with with, with Disney. They've established the multiverse. Yeah. Like and everyone saw this movie. Everyone, everyone understands what the multiverse is. Yeah. They know that everyone got sent back. I feel like the thing that would have held them. Back from doing it before is like audiences are dumb and they don't understand. There's two different universes, all that stuff. Uh, just like Amanda's, like a dad, he thought that like all the X Men movies were connected to the Avengers movies. Like that, <laughs> normal people don't know these things, you know. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, and also the fact that Andrew Garfield still talks to Emma Stone even though they're not dating anymore. Yeah. They, oh wait, she's dead though. Yeah, but in the in the now that there's a multiverse, <clears throat> Spider Gwen. Something. They can do anything at this point. 
But they could send like they could establish that whenever Andrew went back, he got sent back to a different universe. Possibly, where Quinn was still alive. Maybe, and everything was different. Who knows? And then they could just bring in a bunch of different actors. Or he got sent to the Venom universe. That'd be cool. Maybe, or maybe the Venom universe is the uh, Andrew Garfield universe. Yeah, we don't really know. We don't know. That's the thing. Yeah, they didn't really. I mean, they could have established that. I wish they would have, but. <clears throat> Maybe we'll find out more in where Morbius. The, we'll, we'll find out wherever the hell Morbius is. <laughs> and it, on April first. <laughs> oh my god, we didn't even we haven't even gotten to talk about that. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So number one, The Amazing Spider-Man Two. It's just I don't know. There's just something like I can't help myself but to watch it whenever I see it. I'm just like oh, I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna watch this movie. Yeah. Plus, Jamie Foxx was electro. I like that they went a different route. I don't like. I don't always like like the super serious. Uh, like villains, like sometimes I like a little bit more of a like a villain that's just like, like his whole thing is oh like no one's ever no one ever sees me now people see me you know wish, all the like. I just wish that when he came into <clears throat> the No Way Home world that he was the same character. He was just a totally different character. Yeah, like he didn't act the same at all. Like he should have still been nerdy in like. Well, I mean, by the end of Amazing <clears throat> Spider-Man Two, he was a little more like that Jamie Fox. Like more, he was more Jamie Fox by as, the end of Amazing Spider-Man as Two. As Electro, like whenever he was powered up, yeah, he talked a bit like like more confident, less awkward. But when he went back to a a, a, a normal human, weirdly his hair changed, <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know, it's just weird. Yeah, that's weird. But you know, I guess that was just the change that. Uh, and and uh, they even mentioned it, and they're like, "Yeah, you got like a fresh haircut." <laughs> <laughs> How? I don't know. That's it's the same question people have whenever his teeth come together, like, and it fixes his uh, gap. And you know. Oh yeah. So yeah, uh, you know, superhero stuff. That's yeah, what you just <laughs> have to ignore it. You could just do it. But uh, yeah, so what? Obviously, your number one is uh, Spider-Man Two. Yep. Oh. I mean, we talked about it pretty much, yeah. But that's a classic, dude. Like that's the one that, that I think, like going back to and rewatching, is like the most fun. Mm-hmm. Just, just nonstop good scenes. Like just so many fun ideas. And I honestly really wish we could have gotten Spider Man Four. I feel like it would have brought things back. And I'm yeah. kind of sad that <clears throat> critically, at least, um, and honestly, from fans, a lot of fans don't like it either. I wish they would have ended on a better note than with Spider Man Three. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like. They were setting up uh, Mysterio with, uh, what's his face, uh, Bruce Campbell, with all the cameos in the movies. It was, it was all supposed to be uh, Mysterio. Huh. <clears throat> that would have been interesting. Yeah. And then I think there was another. I thought it was a vulture, vulture that they were. as well. Yeah. I, I think they wanted to do both of those. Hmm. The, the two villains but that, that was uh, it. Tom got. Yeah. That's <laughs> funny. I mean, that, that, that could have been Sony being like, we want to do these next. Like, yeah. That was the plan. I mean, I, yeah, I like I like Spider Man Two as well. Uh, it was that was a solid soundtrack too. Like I bought the soundtrack and it was like almost all the songs on that soundtrack. They say that a hero <laughs> is that song on it. That's Spider Man One. One. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Spider Man yeah. Two had a Dashboard Confessional. Was, uh, oh yeah, there were some random songs in there. Yeah, Hoobastank. Uh, fuck. There's a couple. I, I'm gonna have to look back on what was on the soundtrack. But like, dude. Watching those first two movies, the soundtrack specifically, like all the original stuff, is like way more prevalent, like more noticeable in those older movies. Like, yeah. like anytime he would like walk with his hand, there'd be like a sound that like was to it, like, 
Like, like, mask what he was yeah, doing. Like, which, dun, 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 dun. Like, yeah. yeah. In many ways, it makes it, the movie feel older and dated, but it also just gives it, like, this charm. Yeah. I like it. it. I don't know. It feels like a film. It doesn't, you know, I don't know. Like, there's there's some good things and there's some bad things to modern filmmaking versus, you know, the way they used to make films. And, dude, I don't care what you say. That shot where the car is about to land on the people and then the web appears and then Spider-Man flies in over she says, go, Spidey, go. The music comes in. He swoops down, goes through the truck. What do you the, mean? I don't middle. care what you say. Like, that is a great shot. Like, I like that is the shot that people, that's like the that's most, the shot. that's the most famous shot of him going through the truck where people so are like, awesome. like the swinging, like the music there. Like, here's the thing. I, I, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's like Spider-Man swinging. Those are the best. Like, this, <clears throat> like, I forgot I was watching this video. I'll, I'll, I'll have to share you the video um, about. I'll, I'll have to share it with you whenever we, we're finished. But like the way those two, like those two franchises, film like action and cinema and like swinging versus how they do it in Tom's. It's almost like with the Tom Holland ones, like he's kind of far away. He, you never see him swinging towards you. With the Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, you're either following them with the swing, or they're coming right at you, or you get to even be like in the first in, in person. First person for Andrew Garfield. Yeah, that was cool. And like the physics to it, like how Andrew Garfield like he swings and he has to pull himself with another <clears throat> web to kind of fling himself. Like yeah. there's physics to it that even though it's not real, they still give it a little bit of weight to it. So I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, this is beautiful. Yeah, it's it is a lot more fun to watch them swing in those the, yeah. the older movies. Like th- like those movies made me believe I could swing. <laughs> like Tom Holland films, he's barely swinging. Like when when was the last time he swung? <laughs> uh, I don't know. They made that joke where he's where he can't swing because he's in the middle of a field. That was pretty funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like he has to run the whole way. <clears throat> yeah, but like for me, I was just like like yeah. That's why I love the Garfield and the Tobey Maguire movies. More than the Tom Holland ones. And I'll just say, Toby's yell, his woo, so much better than anyone else's. Yeah. Like, he he, he actually does that a lot in, like, across the trilogy. Yeah. His his screams, there's something about it. It's like, man, he's excited about being Spider-Man. I also liked, um, <clears throat> I, I don't know why I didn't mention this when I was talking about the Amazing Spider-Man, but when he's saving the kid in the car... And he throws his mask at him. He's like, "Put it on, like it'll make you strong." Like that's Spider Man. That was like awesome. I was just like, "That's a that's a good like Spider Man." Like, like the fact that they put that in the movie and it was like it was they made it a point. And then the father comes back at the very end, like helping out. You know, that was a good. Movie. New York once again. New York was a part. Like it was a character. Yeah, who's who's in the new who's New York in in the <laughs> in the Tom Holland movies. the Tom Holland movies? No one. That's why they should bring back. What's his face to direct a Spider-Man movie instead of Doctor Strange? Sam Raimi. Yeah, give him a Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. It's like an origin now too. Mm. Like it's it's Tom Holland starting from zero. Okay, well, question then, and then we can get back on track. But like, who should who should direct the new Tom Holland films with Spider-Man? Because um, the director that they used for all three for the Homecoming, he's doing Fantastic Four now. Yeah. So it's like I mean sh- I think they should def- I mean honestly bring in someone fresh. Someone fresh? Yeah, like I think maybe because like each each person like gives their own little take on Spider-Man. And I think for for all being based around the same character, the same move set, a lot of the same origin, they all feel pretty different. The, yeah. the three Spider-Men. <clears throat> um so I don't know, bring in someone fresh. Someone you know? fresh. And then also introduce Miles in those movies. 
Because mm. sooner or later, I, w- I would like to get a Miles movie, like a live-action Miles movie. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. I wonder who, though. Because like, I'm trying to think of directors that I like right Someone now. Someone who worked on Daredevil. Someone <laughs> who worked on Daredevil. Uh, no. I want to see a lot of real fighting, like actually choreography with Spider-Man. Yeah. I can like, see that. Have him do like a hallway type scene, but then like in between you can CG like him jumping to the next group of people. And then yeah. it goes back into like... Real, like, can you? Imagine, I could, I could picture a badass scene, dude, of <laughs> like a su- like a super closed-in fight with Spider-Man in a hallway, yeah, fighting a bunch of dudes and like zipping around, and then going into real like choreography, uh, zoom up a stairwell with his webs, and then going into real choreography. I think that could be awesome. Yeah, and we haven't seen anything like that with Spider-Man. No, we haven't. Dude, we've talked almost an hour about just Spider-Man. I know. So we should probably, we should probably start moving quickly because we got about Peacemaker. another half hour. Peacemaker. The one good DC thing James Gunn has done. <laughs> Dude. So, okay. We, got, we need to figure out why do we not like Suicide Squad, but we like Peacemaker. I, I even uh, I turned it back on like after the latest episode. I turned it back on and watched some of it. And I honestly think they throw us into this movie and expect us to care about the characters. If you watch Guardians of the Galaxy, it starts with Peter. We get a huge backstory on Peter. Then every, the way everyone else is introduced after that is super smart. We learn a little thing about them, and then it, we slowly, uh, like we slowly get to know their character throughout the movie. With this movie, they give us all the characters at the same time. They don't give us really any backstory to any of them, and then they're they're interacting. We're supposed to think they're funny, I guess. I didn't think the writing was very funny in, in the movie. I think it's great in Peacemaker. Yeah. So we don't know anything about them. It's a bunch of characters at once. They're they're not that funny. The only characters we do care about are the ones coming back from the the other r- movie. The other and then they killed them movie. all. Yeah. So they that was them. already like pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get Harley, who we just saw a full movie of, and she does nothing in this movie. Yeah, she's, she's not really you, like. You could take her out. And give the, the javelin movie. to somebody else. You the can give javelin, the, the actual character. Yeah, <laughs> the character and the and the and the and the weapon. You could have given that javelin to somebody else uh, to either establish them as a potential hero or whatever. Yeah. Fuck, give it to cat to rat catcher or or what's his face? Um, guy who looks like alien. Ah, oh, fuck, bloodsport. There we go. Yeah. Is that what's that his name? Bloodsport. Wait, okay. no, bloodsports. That's like a Deadshot, the new guy. I'm pretty sure that's Bloodsport. His name was Bloodsport. What did you... It's uh, Idris Elba. Yeah, Bloodsport. Oh, okay. That's who I... I thought you said... You said the guy that looks like what? Like Alien. Alien? Yeah, like when his mask is on, it has like that alien... Oh, I thought you were talking about the guy who has the big head. Like, no. Who actually looks like an alien. No. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? With that's like- uh... Oh my God, what's his name? Uh, The Thinker. Yeah, The Thinker. Yeah. But, um, no, but like, yeah, like, I, yeah, they don't make you care about these characters or they don't give you enough... For me to care, like Ratcatcher. And the plot's thin. Yeah. And um, they even have almost like shot for shot and same dialogue as the first movie. Yeah. You do this, you die. You do this, you die. Basically, yeah. The only character we I actually cared about all the way up until the end was Flag. <laughs> and he dies. He and died. that honestly is what made me care about Peacemaker. Even though I'm pissed he died, him killing him and not wanting to made me care about Peacemaker. And that's why I was actually interested in the show. So I was like, what's the fallout of that? And I like that they bring it back. A lot. It's like, like important. It's I'm, important. I'm yeah. glad. Like, this feels like a universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's what it is, too. Like, I feel like for whatever reason, 
Suicide Squad was just like, you should do whatever you want, James Gunn. And I feel like the studio should have been like, eh, but don't do too much of your own thing. Like, we, you know, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, actually have like a coherent story that we can follow that people are like, oh, yeah, and characters. But like, I don't know. Like, I feel like he was just like having too much fun. I feel like, dude, honestly, I feel like with the movie, he threw out every funny thing he's ever thought he's written and he put it in the dialogue of the movie. And with the show, he shows more constraint. The jokes are smartly plopped throughout the show in, in better ways. Yeah. And I, I, that's why I think the show is way more funny. I, that's why I think so, I'm too. I'm actually laughing watching the show. Me Dude, too. that scene of, of of a vigilante talking to the prisoners yes. was freaking amazing, dude. The best I cannot scene. Watch to, I cannot wait to watch that again because that was amazing written. It was amazing performed. Mm-hmm. And that's all that mattered. <laughs> I like the I like vigilante like dude. He's good. Like and I and he's a he's a funnier Deadpool. Yeah, and I've like and he was technically he was introduced in Arrow as a character, Adrian Chase. Although in in, in that show he, he was like more he was a more serious character that you don't know he's a villain until like halfway through the end of the <clears throat> season. This one he's like there's like I don't know like there's actual depth with him with Peacemaker with. Um, hell, even Amanda Waller's daughter. Like, fuck. Like, dude, I thought with with a vigilante, I thought his character was just gonna be the com- like the comedic relief. But then when he goes in the prison and fucks up and comes out, he's like, I think I made things worse. And like that was like, wow, he's like that was, a real character. That's a good scene. Also in that scene, if you notice, hardcore. You know how she's like, um, she kind of just is like, oh, peacemaker, a psychopath. Vigilante, a psychopath. Like in that moment, she's like, oh no, he's a real person. Like he like he, mm-hmm. he has feelings or he like feels stuff. I don't know because you could you could see it in her eyes. Mm-hmm. The acting in the show is just great. Yeah, and which you know which is sad to say about a show that DC's making, and then you go over on Disney Plus, and it's like, what are you doing, Boba Fett? Dude, I will say, <laughs> what are you doing? Four episodes into Peacemaker, the show's way better than anything we've got. One episode into Peacemaker, I was like, oh, I gotta see the next episode. Dude, honestly, I thought I thought episode one should have ended on a better cliffhanger, and then episode two opens explaining what I thought episode one should have ended with, which I can't remember what it was, but I remember thinking that should have been at the end of episode one. But, uh, because I was like, what just happened? So that was a butterfly or something like that? Yeah. I was still pretty confused about everything. But uh, then they established, yes, that's a butterfly. That was what was... And then, okay, now I get it. Yeah. <clears throat> but man, and I'm still intrigued by the story. What the hell are these butterflies? What are they hiding? This this guy is a butterfly. Yeah. I, I won't say it because since we didn't, haven't said any spoilers yet. Spoiler alert, but just in case. We probably don't even need to spoil yeah, it. Yeah, we don't have really have to, but... like I, I feel like a lot of people probably haven't seen it yet, and yeah. they definitely should watch it. Um, but I think... Um, every character is good. The opening credits. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, I've watched it on YouTube like five times. <laughs> They're perfect. Have you seen the behind the scenes of the making of mm-hmm. it? It's hilarious. Or yeah. like, yeah... Uh, like it, It's just funny, them doing like the... Chore- like trying to figure out the choreography... And just being completely dead faced the whole time. Yeah, I love that. And I don't know, like, that's what that's why like, and I feel like this justifies our not liking Suicide Squad because I think with with Suicide Squad, I think people would have been like, oh, they just don't like James Gunn or like they don't like his style of filmmaking. It's not but even we, that. It's not that because we love fucking Beastmaker and we love Guardians. And if I you do. if you listen to our review of the suit or yeah, was it the Suicide Squad? Yeah. We explicitly said Peacemaker was one of our favorite characters. We do. We I I even say it like 
going to the show, I remember we were we were both like thinking Peacemaker was the only character that actually had growth in the movie. Even though we were both sad that Flag died, yeah. at least one of the characters had a moment that actually felt emotional. Yeah. And then in this show, that moment matters. Yep. A lot. They've they've cut like back to it several times. Yeah. My sister's watching this show and never even saw the movie. <laughs> I was like, Stacy, come on. <laughs> She was like, I was wondering why it said previously on. Previously on. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Like, I think that's the thing. So it's like, you know, so it's not that we don't like James Gunn or anything or that we, you know, I think it's just that the Suicide Squad as a movie just doesn't work. For a second, I thought. I thought I was wrong about the Suicide Squad because I was like, man, I got to. So I tried watching it again. Couldn't get past that opening beach scene. I was like, nope, can't do it. Because, <laughs> like, like like you said, they start off saying the same exact dialogue. Like, oh, like the introduction. It's like, oh, this is blame, blame, blame. Like, he They're was not going to matter in five minutes. Yeah. So I was like, nope, not watching it. <laughs> yeah. But, dude, um, I thought maybe I was like, because I love Guardians of the Galaxy 1. It's, probably, yeah. it's like up there in my top three. Um, I like Guardians 2. I like the second half or the last half of Guardians 2. Um, and then Guardians 2, I, I really like, but I think overall, like, I, I even just, like, rewatched it recently, and I was like, man, this is great. Like, this is really good, but it doesn't have that same oomph as mm. the first movie. So then whenever The Suicide Squad came out and I didn't really like it at all, I was like, I don't know, maybe it was just, like, a one-off for James Gunn. Like, maybe I'll never love anything he makes ever again. But this show's getting to that point. Yeah. Like, if it ends good, like, this could end up being, like, one of my favorite shows of the year, and it's early in the year. Yeah. <laughs> like... Such a good show. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Like, like, yeah, it's just a surprising one for me. Like, as I was like, Peacemaker, I, I, like I told myself once we heard that the news that they were making a Peacemaker show, I was like, I'll watch it. Yeah, I was like, it's but random, I, but. Yeah, it's like, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll see if I stick with it. And I guess it was smart that they dropped the first three episodes all at once. Yes. Because then I was like, oh, I got to watch. I got to watch. And then once the third episode ended, I was like, no, I want more. Like, I was like, fuck, they should have just dropped the whole thing. But like, but now I'm like, like Thursdays, I'm like, yes. Yeah. I'm super excited now for the yeah. next episode. Me too. And now it's freaking six days away. <laughs> Damn. I've, I actually, I've already been thinking about just watching them again. Like, that's how much I like them. Because I'm sure I'm going to notice a bunch of stuff that I didn't. Yeah. You'll probably, yeah. Especially with uh, one character. The one that's. Yeah. Yeah. The one we just found out. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be like, interesting. He, I'll say this. It's not that, that big of a spoiler, but he's like, I've never felt feelings. <laughs> now we get like, oh, oh, okay. A feeling. <clears throat> um, yeah. Which even before that, though, that was a good scene. Like before I even knew that. Yeah. He was like, you've never felt, you've never said I feel cold or something like that. <laughs> he's like, no, no, I never. Said <laughs> never. That. But uh, yeah. And then what else? Like, I feel like there's something eagly. Yeah. I was, I was the, that's been like hit or miss with me. In the first episode, I was scared that they killed him off. Like at the very end, like whenever you know he uses this thing, yeah, I was like, oh, did they kill the eagle? Like I was about to be sad, like legit sad. I was like, oh no, because then something falls, and I'm like, oh, is it the eagle? And then thank God it wasn't the eagle. Yeah, that scene was actually really cool. Like just the whole yeah sonic, you know sonic boom. <laughs> I didn't expect it. Like and no. I, that was a that's a, a good like final big like set piece to do for the episode. Yeah, but John Cena is also like killing it. Yeah, and he's funny. His, his just his body, like him being so ripped, like adds to the comedic effect. Yeah, because he looks ridiculously jacked <laughs> at all times. Yeah, I mean, like this last episode, or maybe was it episode 
four? Yeah, it was this episode. Super sad ending. I'm trying to think. Like, with the music playing and, like... Oh, yeah. Like, Vigilante's like, I think I've made things worse. And then you see, like... The uh, girl at the bar. Girl at the bar, yeah. And then, uh, what's his face? Oh, uh, what's her face? Uh, Amanda Waller's daughter is kind of, like... And uh, John Cena. He's John also, C- yeah. like... He was, he was dancing, right? Yeah, he was dancing, but it was, like, a sad <laughs> dance. Yeah. It was, like... That that hit me because I am an idiot. I actually do stuff like that. Like when I'm not really sad, but when I just feel and stuff, I'll just be in a room dancing. You know, like yeah, swabbing like around, swabbing, swabbing, <laughs> wobbling around. But yeah, that was like a sad ending. Even though like and like um, I was I like I forgot what was. I think John Cena said it in an interview before I even watched the fourth episode. But he's like, um, he's like the opening credits. While they are funny. And it's so like dead serious. If you watch it with every episode, like the dancing is almost sad, the because like he's either dancing out we of joy to the dad stuff. Yeah, but he said like he's either dancing out of joy, out of like trying to think through things, out of either being lonely. And in the fourth episode, he's just dancing because he's like, I don't know, like his dad's a piece of shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like, so he's like, if you watch the opening credits of him of them dancing. And you watch it with the tone of the show, it's almost kind of sadder when you watch the opening credits. I was like, I was like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> and I watched the fourth episode. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. And yeah, the dad, fucking a racist, dude. And they're, I feel like, I've been, t- I've been talking about this. How it seems like lately, people are holding back with bad characters, people who do bad things. And this shows specifically like comic book stuff. Yeah. Obviously, there are really dark shows that have all types of people. But I feel like, especially in the, in the Marvel, like on on like Disney Plus and stuff, like like Falcon and the Winter Soldier was a whole show that really focused on race in America and stuff. But they didn't really go there like how they should have. Like I, 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 I it never got really serious or yeah. dark. But this show is like it's pretty freaking dark. And in, the way that yeah, you're still right. Like, they touch upon it. Yeah, Let's, bits and pieces here throughout the season, and then at the very end you get this really long ass speech, and now I see what you were talking about because I had to. I, so like I, I got Do you bored remember when I kept calling it a speech and yeah. you said it wasn't. So I got bored. I got bored over uh, winter break. I guess you can call it winter break, whatever. But uh, so I started watching those shows again, and I'm like, I th- and I guess I thought because we were watching it week to week that they were touching on it a lot more. But now that I watched it all in one sitting, I was like, they barely did anything with it. Like they touched on it just a little bit yeah. enough for I, you I to feel mad. That. Like, Oh, like, Oh, like racism bad. Yeah. But they never really got into it. Like they could have, like they should have, like, yeah, they should have gotten in, uh, into it a lot. That's why more. I thought the speech at the end wasn't good. Like the writing could have been as, obviously way different but as good as a vigilante in the prison in this episode yeah like he freaking that's he it's not really speech it's just kind of like dissing them but yeah it was so funny and so good dude. and at the very end the black guy in the back is like it's like oh it was it was those racist guys yeah. this guy didn't do anything yeah that was great <laughs> like, i was like oh my like that was the like yeah like you're right. It's like, a comic book show and it went there I it went it. there yeah and i liked it yeah and the show is it's dude it's and this kind of hits home for me because my dad, I mean, I'm not, when I'm like growing up, my dad would say racist stuff all the time. Um, now he just doesn't really care about anything. But <clears throat> so I sort of grew up being taught that that was okay, you know? Yeah. And the fact that like, like Peacemaker's in a similar situation, his dad's an asshole. He's a, he's a, I mean, he's like the worst of the worst, but yeah. 
he's still his dad and he yeah. still raised him even though he probably did shitty things he can't help but feel like that like a like a like a son like yeah like that's my just, dad yeah and I, man that that actually hit me pretty hard too yeah yeah that is true like um like the scene uh where vigilante whether they're in the car together and it's like he's like yeah my dad's a racist and he's like you're gonna kill him right like we're gonna kill them, right? Like he, he's like, what? He's no. like, he's like, but he's the baddest. He's like the worst of the bad. Like he's like, yeah, but he's my dad. Like yeah, like that was one I was like referencing too. Like that scene where he's like, I don't know, he's my dad. I can't. Like we're not gonna do that. Yeah. <clears throat> and then what's her face brings it up again too. Like, yeah. So it's like, so it's yeah, like that's uh, yeah. And I think I mean I don't know about you, but I feel like there's always family like that. Yeah. Like family, you know, is like not a good person but they're still your family yeah it's weird yeah <clears throat> and then i do like the the reference to batman and the joker and they're in uh when peacemaker's talking to the old guy he's like he's like he's like how many people do you think batman has indirectly killed by not just fucking killing some like some villain who keeps getting out and killing more people because <laughs> he's too much of a pussy to just put them you know just to like cut uh kill them well i was also thinking in this universe batman does kill right he brands. He doesn't kill. I thought he killed people in Batman v Superman. No, he just branded them. Then why? I could have sworn I watched like a whole video essay about Batman, Batman v Superman, and Batman killed people. Like he shot them with a machine gun or something. Um, <clears throat> no. Even in, even in that warehouse fight at the very end, he's not killing people there. He's not. Uh, I, th- I thought he shot people in the head. Maybe, maybe he killed some people there, but that was. I think that was. Saving Martha, though. I don't know. Like, he wasn't just outright <clears throat> killing people to kill people. Yeah. Because, yeah. Otherwise, he would have killed that one guy in the beginning of the movie. But, but yeah. So, so yeah. It's, it's, it's strange. It's funny that this is still the same universe as Man of Steel. Yeah. It <laughs> Such is. Such a different tone entirely. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Peacemaker, man. Home run for HBO Max. I feel like HBO Max, they always have good shows. Like, I won't count Titans in that because eh, Titans is all right. You know, I actually just watched the the second to last episode yesterday, and I'm gonna watch the final one tonight. I still haven't. I think I stopped watching after uh, Connor blew up the uh, ship for uh, Blackfire to get home. So I, was, I haven't. Yeah, I think it started off really strong, and then it just slowly felt like it was like he, like like even though the season's only like 13 episodes, it still feel like it's being extended for no reason. Like mm. they could have done it all in eight episodes, and it could have been something amazing. Yeah. I don't know. There's a there's a lot. Like so like you say you don't like like the 18 23 episode seasons, but like sometimes I feel like a show needs something like that. Like I forgot what show I was watching. Uh it was a Netflix show and they introduce all these characters in one episode and then in the second episode they're like some of them are all like friends already. I'm like and it's only like eight episodes. I'm like, I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Like some, I think it's either, I think 13, 15 is like the sweet spot for episodes, depending on. And I think it honestly just depends on the story. Depends, yeah, it depends on the story. I guess, I guess if it's like a group. Because like, I was feeling like, like even though I love the Netflix Marvel shows, I feel like seasons like two of most of them, they feel like they should have probably been fewer episodes. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. But, um, but now, uh, Book of Boba Fett, on the other hand. Dude, I'm not sure how I feel about this show. 
How do you feel about it? Ah. Uh, Actually, start talking. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Okay. How do I feel? Are you, are you going to be able to hear me from the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Book of Boba Fett. Uh, how do I feel about it? Um, It's kind of hard to, to tell you how I feel about it because like, it's a show that exists, but it's not good, but it's not bad. <laughs> like it's just it, it's it just exists and like i have no idea what the plot is i have no idea what the goal is things are just happening and it's not like in a mandalorian way either where like things happen but it's like that's the nature of the show because he's just like a bounty hunter who goes from place to place and is just kind of like you know going around the galaxy this is like Boba Fett taking over as one of the, I guess, kingpins of, of Tatooine. For some reason. For some reason. And then it's like, well, what's the end goal? Like, like This show, dude, Amanda doesn't like it at all. <laughs> she, she says, I just feel like I'm still watching the Mendel. Like, it's still the same. It's the exact same show. That's what she said. And that's how I feel, too. It's the same show, just without as much of, like, the personal moments of the character. Yeah. Somehow, even though... I think the Mandalorian, even though I had a lot of problems with the season one... I still felt like the main character was more. I don't even know how to put it. He he was just more of a main character. Like, he, this guy, Boba Fett, he feels kind of just like emotionless. Um, there's not much going on. We see like his like this backstory with the flashbacks, but I don't know why like any of it matters. I don't know if it's ever gonna if it's if it's gonna like loop back around and matter at one point. But even at this point, it's still which was my problem with Mandalorian. It's like Monster of the Week. Mm. I hate Monster of the Week. Uh, I don't know. Like, and a lot of it's so similar. Like, of the, of the Mandalorian, the cave monster, remember? he He's with the little people who need help, and he helps them, and they kill the monster. This, like, episode two or three had the exact same plot, where the bad people are coming by on the train. He has to save them, and then they're fine. And that, I don't no. know. It's just like, I just feel like I was watching the same episode. And yeah. I'm always wondering, like, Where's the story? Like, what's the story? Like how you were just saying when I was when I was peeing. <laughs> what is the main story? Well, that's the thing. I feel like, cause like like it. I think it says like in the opening credits, written by John Favreau and Dave Filoni, maybe. Or and those are the two big ones. Yeah, and it's like, I think the reason why in Mandalorian that worked is because he doesn't know what he's doing. Like. He finds this kid. It's like, all right, what what do I do now with the kid? It's like, well, let's find. I guess I'll go out and figure it out somehow. Yeah. Whereas in this situation, you would expect Boba Fett to have like a fucking plan. Yeah. Like, what's the goal? Like, you you took over the city, become like a like crime guy. Like, is your are you a good guy, a bad guy? What are you? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like what? Like what? Yeah. Like what? What are you doing? Like what's the? What's the goal? What's, what's the, the end what's, game? What's the goal? What? What's your position? Like, dude, those characters that he found, the people who who look like they're from like two thousand eight metalcore, like <laughs> the the group of bikers and their stupid like motorcycles. <laughs> those are the worst characters. I can. I don't know how, but Star Wars keeps bringing in a bunch of actors that I don't think hit the mark at all, hmm. and those kids are. That mark that I'm talking about. I think, and I don't know if this is the right thing. Maybe, maybe it is, but those characters feel too colorful. They do. Me and Amanda were like, they do not match Star Wars. Yeah, at all. like I felt like I was watching. Oh, how do I? 
I felt like I was watching Spy Kids with those characters because <laughs> their 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 motorcycles are very colorful. I've never even seen that in Star Wars. I mean, I'm sure I have in like one of the cities somewhere, but in this setting specifically, they they just stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, and it's just so weird. Like you can have colorful things, but it's like for the setting that they're in, which is Tatooine, and also like I don't know, like I just don't buy. That uh, that those things would be really shiny in the sand. Like I feel like it'd be rusted. Like <laughs> yeah. I like I want that kind of like clunkier, kind of like rusted vibe that I would expect. Like I would I would expect those vet like those bikers, like in like uh, what's the, what's the uh, Coruscant or whatever. Yeah. Like that city that city uh, world or planet. Just like one of the more colorful planets. Yeah. Because they they do not match the. Honestly, I don't even think they match Star Wars in general, but especially yeah. not Tatooine. No. So, yeah, I just don't know. Like, like I, I kind of have to force myself to watch it. Me I'm too. like, all right, well, maybe this week something will happen. Yeah, like with Amanda, like, she was like the biggest Star Wars fan, but like she got me into Star Wars when we started dating. I, I had never really seen any of them. <laughs> I, I watched it as a kid, but I was more playing Star Wars than I was watching the movies. Yeah. You know? Um so, like, she was, like, super into all of those, and then we watched uh, The Mandalorian, and it was, like, pretty dang disappointing, and then now this, she's just not really digging it at all. She thought The Mandalorian was disappointing? Yeah, we both did. What? I thought, I mean, season one, I thought it was pretty bad. Season two, I thought, was a bit better. I thought it was all great. Like, it was all really high budget, so that was awesome to see on TV, but story-wise, I didn't think it was that great. If a lot of it felt like Monster of the Week, that was not significant overall. Hmm. I think if you're going to do Monster of the Week, at least make, at some point, what happened in the episode matter. And I feel like they didn't do that all the time. I feel like for the most part, they did. Like, certain parts. Like, certain things happen in an episode that would, like, let the, I guess, the Empire or one of, like, the remaining, like, Empire... Like fleets know, like oh, like this is where the man, where the Mandalorian is, or um, like the one where they introduced uh, Bill Burr. They're like, like he comes, oh, he comes back around. He was, he was like the best part of that season, you know. And like, so it's like, so it wasn't like all for nothing. But I will agree, like they were all very like contained stories. But I don't know. I feel like it worked out. It worked for Mandalorian way better because like. I mean, because it was like the first time, like the first Star Wars TV show in general. I think it's it was it was fine that it did. Like I, I thought it was. I would say after season one and two, I would put it in the good category. Like I wouldn't say it was all outright bad. I just didn't think season like season one felt like the first half of of a season in my opinion. But then when season two happened, it was like, all right, this is actually solid. This is good, especially the Bill Burr stuff. Yeah. But uh, so I this mean, feels like the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, who knows? Like, some people are saying that we might see uh, the Mandalorian. That'd be cool. In next week's episode, because they're like, oh, we need an army, or like we, or whatever. And like, I forgot what he said. He's like, oh, we can buy one. And they they mentioned something. I forgot what they said, but like, I was like, oh, so they're going to call on uh, on Mando. Yeah. I think that the, that was the original plan to have what's her name show in between these. Uh, Something of the High Republic? Ahsoka. Or? Oh, Ahsoka? I have no idea. Because I feel like doing these two back to back feels a little samey overall. They're both in a lot of the same environments. They both have a very similar protagonist, yeah, um, with the same like suit armor of almost. <clears throat> right. I don't know. But May is awesome. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, I, I always like uh, uh, Ming Na Wen. Yeah. Come on. Cannot believe how old she is. Learn the name, bro. She looks so much younger. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's funny because like every time I go to play uh, Boba Fett, right next to it is the Obi Wan Kenobi series like button. I can't wait. Yeah. That's the most exciting one. Yeah, and I think that's coming like in what in May. I don't know. May or June. I remember if I remember correctly, it's either May or June. But um, but yeah, like that's exciting. Like I want to see that. I want to see the Ahsoka series to see how it ties in with Rebels and with Obi Wan or just Anakin Skywalker in general. I would like to see Ahsoka and Anakin interact. That would again. be again. I, I, I haven't even watched the animated series, but I, I know that they have like a relationship. I got a feeling that's gonna be all like like flashback CG, like de aging CG for for Anakin. Yeah, and then they might hire like a younger person to play. Uh, the little kid again? The little Ahsoka. Oh, little Ahsoka. Yeah, for the flashbacks. Yeah. You know? I, I'm still so curious how they're doing Anakin in this show. Like, yeah. And so then, um, what else? I know that... Uh, I forgot what... what some Something... I didn't share the article, but they said that some, some character from uh, uh, Fallen Order was going to appear in one of the shows. Maybe the main character. Maybe the main character, which would what, be cool. T- wait, but that takes place in between three and four. Yeah. So it'd be like a flashback. Oh no, that 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 takes place between. It was, it was whenever they did Execute Order Sixty Six. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, that's the confusing thing about like a Star Wars show. Like, they could bend the rules where it's like some humans don't age, at like the same as others. Like, it's not that hard to believe. Like, so because like. You already have aliens, and you already have like an alien, like 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 the young uh, Yoda alien, who is like fifty years old but still looks like a baby. Yeah. So why can't there be like certain human humanoid types of characters or human looking characters that age differently? Yeah. Because otherwise, why isn't there just a planet called Earth? Or maybe they'll bring in. Uh, what was his name? Ty or something like that? Cal? Cal Kepkin or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Cal... Cal... I don't know why I can't... I know it's Cal. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. maybe they'll they'll establish that he was in like some type of... Cryo chamber? Yeah, or like sleep like, hibernation. He, yeah, or like uh, he got bountied, basically. Like he got yeah, frozen yeah, like, cool. for a couple years because uh, they found out he was a Jedi or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. They could, yeah, they could do something. Okay, why, Disney Plus, hire us. Let's write this. Let's do this. Let's, like we got to save Star Wars before you guys ruin it again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, arguably that people would say they already did. But <clears throat> but yeah, we got five minutes. What else do we need to talk about? Uh, What else was there? Um, Oh, Moon Knight. How much? Tra- Moon Knight trailer. We'll, we'll do that real fast. Was meh. For me, it was. I mean, honestly, like this was the one show that short teaser we had looked way darker, and even the the same exact scene was in this trailer, and they didn't do it nearly as dark. Um, yeah, it was whenever it's it's in like a bathroom and all, like everything's broken glass everywhere, and you just hear him punching something. Um, yeah, and it looked way darker in the teaser trailer, and I, th- I think it was, the camera was actually closer to the ground. I could be wrong, but it, it seemed like it was giving off a way darker tone, whereas in this one. Still seems darker than your typical Marvel thing. Yeah. But it also looks like it's gonna have like jokes and stuff, yeah. like how you were saying it. Oh, this that's not me. I'm not. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I remember like when I was like, no, this one's gonna be dark. You were like, no, this is gonna be what's his face running around, acting wacky, thinking 
Am I crazy or no? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, like I don't know, like, like if if Marvel's not gonna really go there with race with with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, then I don't think they're ever really gonna go there with like darker, <clears throat> like stories for darker characters. It's just so upsetting because. I'm on to Luke Cage now. I'm like almost done with season one. It's crazy the stuff that he's like now watching. I'm like, man, I didn't even I took for granted what we had. Yeah. There, I mean, in the first episode, there's an F bomb. There's only one F bomb in the whole season, but <laughs> that was surprising. Like, it is just a casual one. Like, they didn't even make it special. It's literally just like a casual F bomb. Yeah. Um, and I was like, wow, that like sets a tone. Like, uh, okay, this is more like for adults, and then just the stuff they get into. And yeah. one thing in, in Luke, I'll just, I don't, I want to say this real quick. In Luke Cage. It's cool how much they acknowledge the movies early on. Like he's tr- he's trying to get a weapon from the attack on New York to kill Luke Cage. A Cottonmouth is, and they actually talk about the like th- about New York and the battle a ton in, in the early seasons. So I, it, it to me felt more like it was part of the universe back then, and I missed that. Yeah, um, yeah, same. Like I don't know. Like I don't know. I'm very disappointed with Disney Plus. Like as a whole, um, you know. One Division overrated. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was okay. Loki was like my only favorite show, and most of it is just because Tom Hiddleston is just really good as Loki. Mm-hmm. Like if if that was just another show and whatever, like it probably wouldn't have been as good. Uh, Hawkeye, oh man, like they give a lot of stuff to Clint, and he does he does a great job with what he's given. But like, there's so much more they could have done. There's so it, much, and the tone was all over the place. Tone was all over the place, and they could have done a better job with either holding off on Kingpin and not having him be this weird, like last episode character that we introduce and then possibly kill they off. Should have had him walk out of the shadows in the final episode. Yeah. To talk to Echo, you know. Yeah, just one, just one scene. Like you didn't. He, he, I don't feel like he needed to be in the episode. And the villains, like uh, the mom, like we knew the mom was like technically the bad guy, but then technically she wasn't, but technically she is. And so it's like, who were the villains? Like, who, like there was the the tracksuit mafia, the the yeah, and they were terrible villains. Like, and I'm just like, not what? funny at all. I'm like, man, this Nothing. is like they were like the worst part of the show. No, actually, no, the Larpers and them were the worst part of the show. <laughs> terrible. I mean, the Larpers were all right. They they were they didn't overstay their welcome. But I've, they were, ter- but they they were like joke people but they but nothing they said was ever funny yeah but uh yeah you're right so i mean yeah it's just like they they gave a lot of depth to clint and like the black widow stuff the black widow stuff and then but this other stuff almost kind of was like why is it even in the show like it doesn't need to be in the show yeah like i feel like ugh, marvel they want to do dark stuff they want to do emotional stuff but they can't help themselves from being like, well, let's have a very jokey. Dude, they have the freaking the emotional scene between uh, Hawkeye and, and Yelena, and then five seconds later, some LARPer is saying something so stupid, and then those guys get shrunken down into a, a little car, and then they get up, an owl grabs them and flies away. It's like it's the tone is all over the place. Yeah, like I don't, I just can't get into it. It, it just. Watching the Netflix shows, once again, I'm just reminded, like, what I want this. This is what I want, yeah. not what we're getting. And it's just really disappointing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Lastly, How I Met Your Father. How does it hold up to this? It's technically a sequel to How I Met Your Mother. Dude, the, the, the final episode reveal. That was, I mean, the, the, the first episode final reveal at the end. Yeah. I didn't expect that. I mean, either. And so that that was pretty cool. So it is a sequel. The it, same apartment. What are what are the fucking odds that there's another story where someone who lives or or 
comes into that apartment is telling a story about how they met their father or whatever. That that's the one thing that always bothers me about stuff like okay, that. Okay, so one thing I was confused about in the in 2050, that is the same apartment. 2050? Yeah. No. The, okay, so we don't know who she ends up with or anything. No. We we know it's one of the guys from the first episode. First episode. That's I mean that's different than how I met your mother, but I kind of like it cuz if they can keep this up and have like a bunch of seasons, which I honestly <sighs> I wouldn't mind it if it's good. Honestly, they could jump around with like all the other guys, and we're we're gonna like keep on wondering who is it, which guy is it. Well, that's the thing. Like I I like it, but I also don't like it because we have six minutes. But I know I like it, but I also don't like it because it almost is like okay, it's one of these guys. Then it, it takes out the mystery a little bit, and almost you don't almost don't want to figure out who it is because they're leaning a lot towards that one guy. Whenever, like, we know in the, it's not spe- him. yeah, especially in the second episode when uh, he's like, "Oh, Ju- the tears of Jupiter" or whatever. That's my song. Whenever I feel like mm-hmm. you know, and she, she looks at him, she's like, "Hmm." So it's like you know they're gonna get together, and they're probably gonna be perfect for each other. And my, <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. And and gonna break if up. they do this, I'm gonna be pissed off. They're gonna kill him off. Kill him. Here's what. This is what I'm gonna say. She has his kid, but he dies. And she ends up with one of the other characters. So who she she's talking? Who she she's talking to his kid? So she's talking to his kid, but she's gonna be married to somebody else. So by the end of the series, we're gonna find out that that guy is his father, but they're not together because either a it didn't work out or uh, he got cancer, or or died. He got cancer or died or <laughs> some like bullshit like that. <laughs> and she ended up with one of the other characters on that show. I don't know. I think it could be fun if they smartly do it. Like, maybe have an episode where it's like, ah, is this... Now, this guy seeming like he might have more in common with her. Maybe she'll end up with him, but then have another episode where, like, it's another guy. It's like... It's fun. Like, all the guys are in different spots in their lives right now. One's engaged. One's engaged. One lives far away. One is the obvious guy who's, like, for her right now, which makes me think it's not going to be him. Yeah. And then the other guy is... Was was that it? There it's was only one three more. guys. So, so there was four. So oh yeah, so the one that lives far away in Australia, and the one who uh, is dating her friend. Yeah, that's it's okay. Yeah. And he's supposed to be like the Barney of the show, but yeah. not in, but not like a player. Yeah. Um, is he supposed to be the Barney of the show? I don't feel. I mean, like not. It. He's he's the most zany character. I feel like all. his sister is the Barney of the is going to be the Barney of the show. Oh, because she's recently woman. divorced, so she's going to be the one kind of like going out, like you know. Fuck, yeah. fucking chicks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that could be. I can. I completely forgot about that character. Yeah, I got a feeling. Um, yeah. I mean, she was already kind of doing that, mm-hmm. hmm. but she was failing. Yeah, you know, because they were at that club. Yeah, and she failed. So I gotta say though, it's, so she's gonna. So her thing is almost gonna be like the reverse Barney, where like instead of always getting with a girl, she's always trying to get with a girl, and it doesn't work out. Yeah. She's like, oh, I got a new idea for how to like get laid this week, and it doesn't work out. It'd be funny yeah. if they got into that. I just don't know if they will in like in today's time, even though it's a girl. I feel like they will because it's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> so like, they can kind of get away with that a little bit more. Yeah. But uh, aside from that, maybe like one joke landed for me. <laughs> but, <laughs> they, they, but, it, but it had good moments. Yeah. Just not necessarily funny. Yeah. I feel like... Um, it feels very season eight and nine of How I Met Your Mother. In terms of the writing and comedy, I feel like I feel like they're leaning more into the romantic side of it than they are the comedy. Which I like comedy. the serious and romantic yeah. stuff and how, how I Met Your Mother. 
Um, yeah. But I feel like they they have a cast of characters that I think were good, like in terms of like being introduced. I th- I thought it all like made sense. I think they could get some funny stuff out of the people that they have. Yeah. I'm just wondering if they actually will because. Like I was saying, the comedy right now feels very seasons eight and nine of How I Met Your Mother, which I think comedy wise were not good, but story wise they had like really great moments. Um, so, before we leave in uh, two minutes, I want to say this: maybe maybe it's controversial, but I think they lean too much into into what is, what's the word? They lean too much into like what's what's cool today. Like oh like they, when they're talking about stuff it like it sounds like it's very 2022 ish or 21 ish whatever you know like it feels like I feel like how I met your mother feels timeless because they're not talking about anything specific like yeah well, they're they talking about t- their lives like sooner or later they started doing episodes based on like apps and stuff yeah on phones but sooner yeah. or later but like as far as like but you forget oh you f- almost forget those episodes yeah because you're more focused on their characters it, it is very timeless yeah this one i feel like it's like oh this was definitely this made. gonna age bad yeah i'm surprised that they're not making like covid jokes and stuff yeah because then it'll probably age bad i mean hopefully covid's gone in three years well not gone but not like this thing that everyone's talking about all right one minute left so uh i'm gonna let you take it away <laughs> all right this has been geeks of the galaxy I don't know what episode we're on. <laughs> we're on an episode. Yeah, we're on the latest episode of Geeks of the Galaxy. It's been a long break, but F, but starting now, we should be able to come back to weekly because yeah. there's like Star Wars and, and Peacemaker and lots of stuff happening right now. Yep. So we will see you guys next week. Please leave us a, a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to this. Share it with your friends. It would really mean a lot. We'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Bye.